0: and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about Season 3, Episode 11. Yep. Uh, Swimming pools, dot, 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 movie stars.
1: That must be a line from a song or something that I'm not privy to because it's just a really weird title.
0: In general, my feelings about this episode are that there's something I'm missing because I'm too young. It's in the ellipses. Yeah, something in the ellipses is something I'm missing. So, uh, let's do the plot description. Yes, that sounds good. Okay, great. Will and Grace befriend Sandra Bernhardt, who plays herself, by posing as prospective buyers for her posh townhouse. Karen attends stepson Mason's swim meet, and Jack covets Britney Spears' memorabilia. <laughs> okay. So, let's get into it.
1: I think this episode was just okay again. Like, yeah. last week's episode, we felt like it was like a solid episode of an NBC sitcom. Um,
0: Yeah, I felt like the plots in this episode weren't, like, great, Mm -hmm. but there were some good, like, one-liners and throwaway lines, Yeah, I feel like this,
1: in comparison to last week's episode, I feel like last week's episode had a slightly more solid plot-level thing, because it was Mm -hmm. more intricately woven. Right. I feel like this one had better jokes. Yes. That would be how I would describe the two. Yeah,
0: I feel like this episode was sort of like, they wrote a bunch of jokes and (sighs) tossed it into an episode.
1: Yeah. Which is fine, I mean... When you're producing 24 episodes a season, that's kind of what she got into.
0: Right. And I think part of it for me is just that I am a, a wee baby child and I'm just not super familiar with Sandra Bernhardt. Like she, I've seen her like as playing Gina's mom on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and right. she's in some throwaway episodes of The L Word that I've seen. Like right. it's not really like my strike zone to be like mm-hmm. enamored by her. So like. Yeah. For me, she could have been, like, fake celebrity ex, and I probably right. have felt about the same. Well, and
1: she was also a really weird addition to this episode in general, just because it was otherwise such an early knots episode.
0: You know, everyone else says oughts. aughts. Ots? Yeah, early No, oughts. it's nots. No, I think you're wrong.
1: Well, we'll find out when we're in London next week.
0: <laughs> we are going to London <laughs> next week. Look forward to that on social media.
1: Ots, nots, or tots? Uh, no, Tot- definitely not tots. Definitely not tots.
0: Uh, Hotsy Totsy, however, <laughs> is Jack's eBay
1: username. But there I mean, there's eBay in this episode, which is yeah. like a 90s thing, but like it's like
0: like not the really. late 90s, early 2000s. And thing. scooters. And it's sc- like Jack scooters comes in on were a scooter. Like a huge thing in the like, a we thing talking
1: the Ricky Martin. we I mean, talking definitely Ricky Martin. over mean, the definitely, like, bleed over from the 90s, but yeah. like, Sandra from the not really like, this episode in. Yeah. So many ways, episode that so many ways. like, that uh,
0: like this is the thing though. this is of thing, of sort not i enough with like, to familiar know with her to even know when she was like know Heyday.
1: Well, she, her other big role that we looked up was Roseanne.
0: Right, and I just I hated that show as a kid. But that's
1: such a '90s show, like that. Right. When that didn't even come anywhere near crossing over. I mean, if I, anything, it's more quintessentially like in tone, like '80s and really early '90s, even though mm-hmm. it lasted much longer than that.
0: Well, like, yeah, and I feel like there's definitely. There's a big split between early 90s and late 90s mm-hmm. pop culture. Well,
1: it's sort of like how Will and Grace feels like a late 90s show, even right. though it really isn't. Even like,
0: though the vast majority of it takes place in the early 2000s, yeah. Some
1: shows are really not of the moment in which mm-hmm. they actually exist.
0: Right, and so yeah, I feel like... Like Friends is
1: kind of the same way. Like Friends always feels like a mid-90s show to me, but really right. that's not where Friends exists. Right. Temporarily.
0: I mean, I guess it, half of it does exist in the 90s. Yeah. Like it kind of straddles it the 2000s, yeah. but... But yeah. Will and
1: Grace has no excuse.
0: Right. Will and Grace really doesn't have much of an excuse. And so this episode, it just, like... It it's didn't...
1: more timely than usual. Right. Except for Sandra Bernhardt.
0: Right. Like, I really enjoyed all the eBay jokes. Mm-hmm. And all the Scooter jokes and the Ricky Martin jokes and the Britney Spears stuff. Like, it was it was very timely of that moment. Yes. But pairing that with Sandra Bernhardt didn't really work. Yeah. And then Karen's plotline just sort of felt, like, arbitrarily thrown in there. I
1: will say it did feel like all three of these plots did not connect. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, like, the, the A plot with Will and Grace and the B plots with Jack and Karen are separate, and they're kept pretty separate the whole time right. through. But even, like, like, Jack's plot is only related to Karen because it turns out that he, the person that he's eBay warring with is, is a, a teenager child. who yeah. happens to be at the swim meet. Like, that could be worked into any episode. I'm not right. really sure why
0: it was in they this one. had to be connected. Yeah, I just, I felt like, overall, I'd give this episode, like, a C+. Like, yeah. it wasn't great. It was funny. Like, I laughed a lot. But yeah. like... Overall, plot-wise, as it wasn't for me. Well, and the other
1: thing about the A-plot that I think was frustrating is that... Not, frustrating is not the right word. It was just a very basic sitcom plot. Right, it was... It didn't benefit from being on Will and Grace, mm-hmm. and it didn't benefit from the guest star. Right. It was just your classic, like... Let's go to a friend a celebrity who happens to be on the show this week.
0: Right. Like, it was it was that. Or, like, even the basic, like, let's pretend like we're interested in this house to snoop on other people. But right. It was like they matched those two together. But I think you're totally right. The problem with it was just that it didn't... Nothing exciting happened because it was Will and Grace.
1: Yes. Like, there like, wasn't... I mean, that setup is clever because it gives you a way to introduce a guest star. It right. puts the characters in a new setting. It's just fun.
0: Right. But, like, there's nothing specific about Will or Grace's personality that made that especially interesting to watch.
1: Right. Well, and it feels like the episode is kind of opening up to that too because the whole thing is that, like, Will and Grace are going to this house hunting thing and they're pretending that they're a couple. Right, like, like that would... And Sandra Bernhardt immediately clocks them.
0: Right, and so, like, that could have been funny, but, like, it just kind of felt like it just, like, fell apart after that. Like, also, I just... This is me, but what celebrity is handling their own, like, like... Real estate, Like, why would she accept the bid of them?
1: Because Be- she's not a famous celebrity.
0: I mean, I guess. But, like, also, like, <laughs> who would sell a house to a pair... Like, maybe this is just me, and I, like, just don't understand how houses work. But in my opinion, <laughs> like, I would not sell my house to a gay guy and his best friend. Well,
1: she did say she was trying to offload it at the very end right. of the episode. And so I think... I think the pieces were there. She was trying to offload the house. They actually made a bid, which dumb. I would never do that. Which yeah,
0: that was really I'm, ridiculous. No one is
1: that stupid. And and, and sign paperwork. And
0: sign paperwork. Like that's the, I could see like making like a a verbal bid and then like being able to retract right, that. Right, in fact, right. like Signed paperwork sounds like again. This is just plot. This is sitcom world, like sitcom New York, where you can just get out of all real estate decisions without right. any consequences. Right.
1: I mean, if they sign something, they really shouldn't be able to get out of this deal. But yeah, here I'm we pretty are.
0: positive that if you sign something that, like, you at the very least are like responsible. For- they
1: might be able to get out of it because Will Forge Grace's signature. Right. <laughs> but he might have to go to prison in between. Mm-hmm. resolving
0: the situation. Yeah, so let us we're just going to sitcom again over this New York real estate problem. Yeah. This is like the third or fourth time on the show. Yeah. This isn't the first time this season, at the very beginning of the season when Will and Jack switched apartments that happened. That's
1: true. The only part of this episode I really liked, which had nothing to do with real estate, was the uh, judicious use of blender cursing.
0: Yes, that was great. That I was very that. totally
1: different from Will and Grace normally, and I loved it.
0: Yes, that was really good. So basically, we get to this moment where eventually the truth comes out, and... Mm. Will and Grace have to confess to Sandra Bernhardt, who they think new is their new buddy. Like, right. we can't actually buy your house. We don't have a million dollars.
1: And then Sandra Bernhardt just, like, basically cusses them out for five minutes. But, like,
0: meanwhile, her pianist is making everyone smoothies. <laughs> and so he's just, like, specifically hitting the blender at the yeah. moments when you could tell she's saying, like, fuck!
1: Right. I do think that is kind of a lost art in the modern era because blah, 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 I'm old, cursing on TV, etc. But, like, while it's cathartic sometimes to hear people cussing each other out on television and there's, like... There is a place for that. Mm-hmm. There's also a place for the exquisite comic timing of not hearing someone swear.
0: Mm-hmm. Of like bleeping it out in an interesting way. Yeah.
1: And that's why I I don't entirely loathe network television, mm-hmm. although it is so easy, mm-hmm. so easy to detest. Because <laughs> network television has constraints like this, mm-hmm. where you can't say Fuck and shit, and you're a, a dirty hoe bag right. on TV. But you, you have to blender it, over it.
0: You can't say it on your Will and Grace podcast because you marked it explicit in iTunes.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Yeah. But like, it's different on cable, where like
1: right. cable doesn't say certain words, but like we'll totally pull them out for shock value. Right. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't play that game where it's covering up the words. If it's going to say the words, it's going to say the words. Like right. they don't, You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. I just remember even the big stink that was being made over FX la- the last couple of seasons with uh, various Ryan Murphy shows where they got away with saying uh, fuck in American mm-hmm. Crime Story a couple times. Because
1: they're allowed to. Right. Like and then
0: in Feud, they said cunt, which yeah. is just really a lot. That's the
1: thing that I feel like is never really understood by the general viewing public. It's like, there really aren't any rules once you're on cable. Right. It's just like basic, like... Common courtesy is not the way to phrase it, but like, but like that's it. People expect a certain level of cursing on cable. Right. They expect like a PG thirteen or a soft R. Right. You know.
0: They don't. They don't expect a full R. Right. Hard R. Hard R.
1: Hard R. Hard
0: R. That's hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> okay, but like. Like so, Barnhard. Barnhard.
1: Or whatever her name is.
0: <laughs> Bernhard. Bernhard. Whatever. Fuck that. This <laughs> bitch isn't that famous.
1: Hard R. Bernhard.
0: We love you, Sandra Bernhardt. Please don't listen to this episode and hate us. (laughs) Okay, but like, here's the thing though. So like, while I liked the blunder cursing, like, it just, that was part of the reason why I didn't like this episode, if Uh, that makes sense. Like, it was funny and it was good in the moment, but it it wasn't very Will and Grace. And like, I felt like this whole thing was just like, someone on the show knew Sandra Bernhardt and they wrote her in and then like, everyone else just had to deal with it for an episode, basically. I didn't care. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and she's, like, funny, but, like, as, like, a, like, I would have rather her played a more famous person, if that makes sense. That is
1: very true. Like, if she
0: played, like, a Madonna type or something.
1: (laughs) The other thing is that, I feel like this episode, and we don't, like, think about Will and Grace episodes in, like, isolation much, because we watch straight through. Right. This is definitely an episode that would benefit from just, like, catching on cable. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I wasn't watching Will and Grace every week, like we are... And I just flipped on the TV and logo was on, and then all of a sudden this episode was on. I would sit down and watch it and I'd be very amused.
0: Right. But yeah, yeah, I think it just this episode definitely suffered from us watching one episode a week. Yes. Because it's like, oh well, literally two weeks ago we had something so much better, and now we're right. like, yeah, and I don't and... think the
1: last episode was the same. Because yeah. I think when the episodes are more plot-based, they don't necessarily hold up in isolation right. as well. This one was really joke-heavy. Right. Like Jack's plotline is so great in this episode because not only is it better from a writing perspective, the mm-hmm. jokes are better.
0: Yeah, the jokes are really good. Like, we we have a lot of just... We get just so much play out of the fact that Jack is, like, on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, eBay was such a huge thing in the early 2000s. Yeah.
1: And it's so easy to make fun of. Even, like, right. from the minute eBay came about, like, it has been... A joke. A joke. <laughs> it's been a joke before it was popular. It was a joke when it got super, super popular. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it's in, like, this weird quasi-state where, like... It's sort of like Amazon, but it's super not. So it's still funny. Like eBay has never not been funny.
0: Right. Like that's the thing, is like back in the day, like eBay was all very bid heavy, so we get a lot of comedy out of that. He's a
1: beeper. We have
0: Jack getting a specific beeper for when someone outbids him on Amazon. Or on, on Amazon. On eBay. Right. And like the thing is, like, I'm so not knowledgeable about technology of that time that i genuinely don't know how that worked like how were those things connected like to me beepers feel like the past like telegrams and then like i feel like i used to know this
1: i feel like like a pager works i think a pager had a a constant cell connection or a satellite connection because basically a, a pager or a beeper is basically just a phone that has texting that you can't Really text back on, like huh. you have to like. It's when like
0: one way texting.
1: No, I mean you can you can text back, but it didn't have the ability to send more than a short message. It was like a micro telegram text, but like when you got a page, you couldn't call back on it. You had to find a phone huh. to call back.
0: Right. So it's like. Jax
1: a, is different because he seems to be able to make bids on it. Yeah,
0: his seems like a, a fancy beeper that has internet connection. So it's like. And this is the time when like that would have smart existed. Smartphone, but it isn't a phone.
1: Yes, you could only get on the internet. Like with it. You can't
0: call on it.
1: Yeah, huh? I don't. I don't even know. Or maybe it was. I don't even know.
0: Do we have any older listeners who like were uh, having of technology during this time? Who could explain this to us? Honestly, cool. it
1: might be that there were beepers that hooked directly in sites like eBay. Cool. You know what I mean? Like you could buy Maybe. one and it was deliberately designed to only go to that site and only be forbidding. Maybe. I could, I feel like that existed in some capacity or another.
0: Every time we say beepers, by the way, and I know you're not going to get this joke, but I need to make it anyways. Okay. You never watched Tay hey Arnold, did you? I didn't
1: watch Hey Arnold. So like
0: there was that character, Helga, Helga Pataki, and her dad was like really rich and famous because he basically owned like a radio shack. Okay. Um, but it was called Big Bob's Beepers and it had this jingle that went, Big Bob's Beepers. And like every time we say beepers, <laughs> that's all I can think of. Um, but yeah, so I just... I, and I think
1: a beeper was different than a pager. I, I... Because I think a beeper had more of an internet thing and a pager was like, please call this number. I
0: genuinely... You could be making this up for all I know. I could be making I, it up I'm, for all I know. I, I know nothing.
1: But, but I mean, he's even got, like, good throwaway lines about, like, he's got the one about Ricky Martin. Yes, was great. openly Latino. Oh my
0: God, that was amazing. And especially because now Ricky Martin has come out. Right. But like, at the time, he just... <sighs>
1: Now, in retrospect, <laughs> I think it's a little rude for Sean Hayes and all people to make an openly Latino joke about someone. Fair,
0: but he was playing a gay character. I mean, so fair. There's just a lot but. of meta levels going on. But I also love that he like has a scooter that was signed by Ricky Martin. I'm just like, saying, I I would give Sean
1: Hayes more credit, but I'm pretty sure Ricky Martin came out first.
0: Did he? Let's go to the internet. Okay. If not,
1: it at least feels like Ricky Martin's been out of the closet for years and years and years, and Sean Hayes been out of the closet for like four minutes.
0: Okay, I'm Googling it.
1: Okay.
0: Sean Hayes comes out. He came out in 2010. When did Ricky Martin come out? Ricky
1: it was kind of around the same time period. Maybe they were having a secret love affair and they pushed Hot. each other. Probably not, though. I'm sure they're... As far as I know, they're both very happily married. And, and Ricky Martin has babies.
0: Ricky Martin does I think Sean babies. Hayes
1: has... Dogs
0: And Ricky Martin also came out in 2010, so I don't Ooh. really know who beat who.
1: Yeah, we'll tell you in the show notes.
0: Yes, so uh, anyways. <laughs> if we
1: have those this week. Yes,
0: yeah, so okay, again, just as a reminder, we are going to London, so like, if we don't get the show notes out in a timely fashion, just, we're sorry. On the
1: other hand, if you live in London, you could just like, organize like, a mob to come get us.
0: Oh my god. Could we do a meetup? I don't think we have a fan base for that. <laughs>
1: I mean, like an angry mob. Oh, like get the show now and stop, you uh, jerk!
0: Angry mob, yes. <laughs> Good. I I just think, and from a from a
1: writing standpoint, Jack's plot's better too, because like it's inherently more interesting than either of the other two plots. episodes. Oh, I
0: totally agree. Like I to was... have this
1: back and forth. First of all, I thought it was really gonna perk up the Sandra Bernhard plot because mm-hmm. I thought she was Doctor Diabolical or whatever his name was. I think it
0: was Doctor Danger. Doctor Dangerous.
1: Dangerous. But then it turns out to be, like, a 10-year-old at the swim meet.
0: Right. And then, like, it's really funny because, like, you have this beautiful, like, sight gag where, like, Jack is, like, gets a page and he's like... (gasps) Damn it. And then, like, you see him, like, rebid. And then, right. like, two seconds later, you see this little 10-year-old girl being like, damn it. And then right. they, like, look at each other. And they, like, take it outside. And, and then they
1: kid beats the shit out of Jack. Right. And we
0: don't see Jack for, like, 10 minutes. And when he comes back, his shirt sleeve is ripped. He has a bruise on his cheek. Like, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't even want those Britney Spears shoes. Like, <laughs> He's lucky he has a scooter. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure she should have taken that scooter. Like, oh, my God. I just love the idea of this little kid, like, basically, like, just going, like, full, like, karate kid on him. <laughs> like, just beating the shit out of him.
1: Now we don't condone violence, but, like... That's funny. In this particular situation... I think if you get
0: beat up by a child, it's funny. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that makes me a bad person, but if you're a grown-ass adult and a small child kicks your ass... That's a really
1: working-class opinion.
0: <laughs> that's a really polite way of saying that I'm, like, trailer trash. Thank you. <laughs> Fucker. I love you. I just think it's really funny if little kids beat up adults. I'm sorry, like I I am not apologizing for this redneck ass opinion that I apparently have. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, but like speaking of children getting beat up on, so like this episode also features Karen, like just you know being Karen and just so, being the worst. So like at one point. She's in her office with Grace, which Grace isn't at work again, which, by the way, how the fuck is Grace Adler still employed? Right. And so, like... She
1: has $100 in her bank account, and $75 of it is for a Belgian wax.
0: (laughs) Which is a regular wax, but it hurts so much that you treat yourself to a waffle afterwards. (laughs) Oh my god, I want that on my fucking tombstone. I love it! (laughs) Treating myself... Also, what is she getting waxed? Like, it must be a bikini wax, right? Like... Maybe she's got nipple hairs. Dude, I have nipple hairs, and it is no joke. <laughs> They're, like, little spindly, like, like, spider limbs, and I'm like, fuck you, nipple hairs! <laughs> well,
1: Karen's while in this episode is really weird because it introduces... No, it doesn't introduce. I mean, like, we've we met him before. We seen Mason so again,
0: like, but, like, we don't actually see him.
1: Like all of her family.
0: Right. So, like, it starts with... Rosario and Jack showing up while Karen is in Grace's office.
1: Basically being Mason's parents.
0: Right, and they're like, oh, we just came from Mason's parent-teacher conference. Right. And he made the swim team and they both basically just refuse to parent Mason.
1: Which is fair. I mean, it's Karen's job, per se. I
0: mean, uh, granted, I'm still a little concerned as to where these kids' biological mother or Stan is in this episode, but, like, if they're leaving... I think the, the
1: biological mom's dead, I'm not gonna lie.
0: If they're leaving the parenting to Karen... They've already failed.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I don't think this plot works for a lot of reasons. One is that it's not really funny to watch Karen square off with soccer moms. It's right. kind of like, like, it's kind of like if we'd watch Jack beat up the 10 year old of so the other way around. Right. Like, you don't want to watch someone kick a puppy.
0: Right, like, it's just, like, these these soccer moms are, like, they're not even bad people. They're just, like, they're just, yo.
1: They don't get it. They're not on the same level. Right. One of them is wearing a shirt that's the same color as her little cardigan. Like, oh, they're God. nowhere near Karen's level.
0: Right. Like, and they're just, like, I really think you should show up for Mason's swim meets. Because she, like, shows up, like, an hour late carding a right. Bloody Mary and whatever. And so, like she like insults them, and it's just kind of Karen's regular insults, and we don't care about the character she's insulting, so it doesn't really work. And it's just it's a sad
1: laughter. Like you're right. you're sad laughing at the poor moms who don't know any better. Right. You're sad laughing at Karen, like feeling bad that she makes Mason feel but bad. But like not
0: even really because she doesn't at first. Like Jack has to tell her, like I was talking to Mason because we don't actually ever see Mason. Right. And. He's like, and he he thinks you don't like him, and like then you kind of like laugh about that, and then like Karen like has this heartfelt moment where she tells who she thinks is Mason, but it's actually some other child that right. she's pulled out of the pool right. that she loves him and cares about him and all this stuff, and then like Jack's like who's who's this, and she's like what how am I supposed to tell what they look like when they're wet, and then you you laugh, but you're like God Karen like is there any humanity buried underneath. <laughs>
1: All of that liquor. And it just takes up a lot of space in the episode. Like, we've yeah. talked about how Jack's plotline is clearly the funniest. Yeah, and that but it was, has the least amount of time.
0: Right. Like, just Karen's just took up so much time. There's like several scenes of her going toe to toe with several different soccer moms, yeah. and I just don't give a the shit. The scene with
1: fake Mason lasts like. Five minutes. Oh my it god, feels I like.
0: literally felt like I could I could hear myself getting wrinkles Because you that know
1: scene. what the joke is. Like yes. you know but it's that's not the thing Mason. Is, the
0: moment she starts talking to this kid, you know it's not Mason, but it keeps going for like five minutes. Like
1: they Jack comes back and like they have a separate conversation before the joke punchline comes in. Like, right. It just doesn't work for me.
0: Right. I'm like so, yeah, it just it wasn't that one wasn't great, like on that. Like, sorry. Like this whole episode was just sort of like, I think I gave it a C plus before. I maybe changed it to a C minus as we've been talking. Like, what
1: about an even C?
0: No. <laughs> no, I hate things too easily. Because I guess I'm white trash. <laughs> uh. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your bougie ass fa- face and life, and I hate you. Whatever. Whatever, man.
1: Bougie forever life.
0: Hashtag bougie forever. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think that's all we have for this episode. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I'm
1: not surprised that we've got some middle episode slump. I mean, I think we got really spoiled last season because, like, the middle episodes were really where Will and Grace hit stride last season. Right. Um, and even the season before, like, after they came back from winter break, like, they there was a definite up. pick up because, like, yeah. you stopped filming, you had a sense of the show, like, you know what I mean?
0: Right, where I, like, I feel like these episodes were kind of, like, in that, like, late, Winter, early spring sort of And this is common. Area. This happens for almost
1: every show.
0: Where, like, you just have a couple of duds in a row. Right. And so I feel like this one was kind of a dud.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for next week because um, it looks like McDreamy uh, is coming back.
0: Yes. So things so it forward up. to Patrick Dempsey's coming back.
1: I can tread water for a long time waiting for Patrick Dempsey. Mason, probably not. But mm. I can tread water that long.
0: Yeah. Poor Mason. <laughs> like, do you think he can swim? Like... He almost won! Yeah, I guess. Proud of you, Mason. Sorry your stepmom doesn't love you. Yeah. And that your real mom is missing, and that your dad is fat and not <laughs> there. Sad. You'd think he'd be able to manage it on like a rascal scooter because he's so rich. Maybe
1: they didn't have rascals yet.
0: They definitely did.
1: Oh. They definitely did. I'm not an expert on rascal scooters.
0: In the aughts. Oh! Oh! No! Oh! No! Stop it. Okay, well, I think that's it for this week. Matthew, do you want to tell everyone where they can follow us on social media?
1: Absolutely. The best place to look for us is on Twitter, at NotACoupleShow. You can also contact us on Tumblr, on Facebook. You can find us on Medium, where our show notes are posted. You can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Or just listen to our episodes on iTunes and Mixcloud.
0: Yep. Hooray!
1: So, thanks for listening to us this week.
0: Yes, thank you for listening, and we'll be back... Uh, we'll probably- as scheduled next week. Yes, we'll probably record before we go to London, mm-hmm. but be in London next week. So.
1: So if you want to see our adventures in London, we'll try to post a couple things to the uh, Twitter feed as best we can with Wi-Fi.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can always follow our personal Twitter feeds. I'm at the real Spiffin and Matthew is
1: at Matthew Redden.
0: Yep. Are you sure it's at Matthew Redden, not Matthew D. Redden?
1: Yeah, it's my Twitter feed, girl.
0: Are you positive?
1: Yeah. Are you
0: sure? I'm
1: so positive. It's my Twitter.
0: Are you sure? I'm sure. I'ma check it.
1: You don't. I guess you are
0: at Matthew Redden.
1: Wow, it's like I know something about myself. You do
0: normally don't.
1: That is true. That's a good
0: point. She makes an excellent point. I make a great point. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. And we'll see you soon. I'm Tess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Matthew. And
0: this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hello, Eliza. This week's episode was brought to you by Belgian Waxes. It's the sweetest treat out there. It's a wax that hurts so much you treat yourself to a waffle afterwards. Belgian Waxes. Yay!